When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Radio, the Liverpool podcast brought to you by me, Paul Machin, and this man right here, Mr. Christopher Pajak. Hello. I apologise in advance if this is a sleepier-than-usual podcast. It's not going to be sleepy. I've been conserving. I'm ready. I am. I'm going to use all my morning energy in this one hour. Good. I'll, I'll see if I can feed off that. I, yeah, we went out on a, like a staff training day yesterday. It was a training day. We just went out on the piss. Um, <laughs> but via, via the Crystal Maze experience. It was great. Um, they're not sponsoring this podcast. I wish they would, because uh, I'd go there every week. It, is, it was fantastic. Um, quick straw poll in the room, though, Chris. Um how many crystal? How many crystals did we win in total? Well, to be honest with you, there was sixteen games. Eight of us playing those games was so two games each. We got an appalling three crystals of the possible sixteen. So appalling that the man, our guide, they said the machine only goes <laughs> the lowest setting is twenty seconds. So they had to give us a crystal to get us to the minimum amount in the crystal dome. Um, but so we won, we won three crystals legitimately through yeah. our own enterprise. Um, who won those crystals? I won the first one, which was about 10, maybe, in. Mm. It was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. I think you won the third one. The second one. second one, and Bailey won the other one. Mm. He did. Um, of the people in this room, then, because they're in this room right now, is me, Paul Machin. Uh, I won a crystal. I won a crystal. I'm Chris Pajak. Yeah. And over there, behind the camera... Is Mr. Tom Dutton, and he's smiling. You'll never see his face, but behind that smile is so much pain. It's great because Tom I can almost smell it. Well, this is where our problem is, and this is why it might be the limitations of Team Red Men. Is that it was meant you meant to go together as a team, to fight for one sort of single cause, and Tom wanted to keep score. He actively said he'll be keeping an active score on who wins the most and who does the most challenges correctly. And just for the record, Tom got none. <laughs> Tom got none of it. And you know, the the best part about it was he, he went into, I think it was his second challenge at the time, and it was like a, a catapult one, wasn't it? Mm. And he's like, I've got one of these, I own this. Like, and then he proceeded to knock seven balls through three centimeters in front of him. He could honestly have spat further than he used this catapult on these on these things. So Tom was horrendous. We he were was brilliant. Pathetic. And and there was a there was a non-challenge where we had to go down the slide. We even managed to mess that up. Well, mm. one of us managed to mess that up, and that was Ross. Ross. Ross never seen a person go down a slide wrong before. I spend my weekends in you know taking the kids to. F- 
play centres and all that type of stuff. I watched two-year-olds correctly go down slides. Ross, in his nearly 30 years old, incorrect. I don't know which body part he went down. It was like a shoulder blade he seemed to go down on. Like, um, Terrific. Terrific. But there is some footage of all this, um, not so much in the crystal maze. I managed to, you don't know this, actually, I managed to get a bit of footage from it, from it but not, not nothing nothing significant. But uh, yeah, there might be a little, a little vlog of that coming soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, Kickoff question comes from Jamie Kubis. Uh, it was one of our wonderful subscribers to the RedmenTV.com. He says, uh, after Di Maria shouting at the United fans to fuck off last night, who in sport would you like to shout fuck off to? There is only one answer for this, and if you haven't picked exactly the same, on three. One, two, three. Alex, Alex Ferguson. Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming in his old, wrinkled, red-nosed I, face. He ruined 20 years of my football fan life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. If, you, if you've got a different answer to that, please do let us know in the comments. But if it's anything other than Ferguson, you are wrong. Um, news. We've got some more of your questions coming later on in the show. And we do the Q&A on, on the website as well, which is taking a load of your questions and answering them. Um, news. Uh, Dejan Lovren, Chris, is facing a, a race to be fit for Bayern. In fact, it's looking a, a bit touch and go, rather unlikely at the moment. Um, I mean, look, I th- we'll talk about the options to cover it, but it's that's just not good news. No, I don't think it is. I think personally, and I know, listen, some people might disagree with me, but I think he's a better centre-back than Joel Matip. Oh. You know, I, I think Joel's done an admirable job over the last few weeks. I don't think he's made any howling errors or anything like that. I don't think he's played badly. Uh, I, I want to say that first and foremost, but I just think Lovren's a better defender yeah. than Joel Matip is and you know there's sides of Matip's game that I prefer to, to Lovren's you know I think he's better at bringing the ball out although we've seen in the last couple of weeks him noticeably lose the ball when he's coming out of defence once I'm not too bothered about that because well, he tries it four times a game and more often than not he's losing it on the edge of their 18 yeah, so box. I'm not too bothered yeah. but you do tend to remember that because it looks so mad yeah. sometimes doesn't it when someone does something like that you do remember that and I think that, that doesn't hurt uh, doesn't help his cause quite often but I just think Lovren's a big player for us. I think, you know, he, he's cut the errors out of his game most of the time. I think he, he went a year pretty much between that Tottenham game and his yeah. next big error full game. And I actually thought, I know he had a bad game against United last time out. I actually thought he'd be a massive player for us against United. Mm-hmm. And to be a big player against United, I think he needs to have played against Bayern first. Yeah, it's an interesting one, obviously. Um, you know, the immediate reaction is, well, it's okay because Fabinho can play there. No matter but. You want, I want Fabinho in midfield. You know, I, I, there's a because there's a concern. I say concern. We don't. None of us really wants to see Henderson, Wijnaldum, Milner as a midfield three. You know, I, it, it has its time, its place, and it's nowhere near as bad as some would make out. But you can't escape that some of our some of our worst performances have come with that. You know, as with that mid, midfield. PSG um, away stands out. Um, so you, Fabinho's so good. I just want him. I want him in the in the heart of the midfield. But the big thing that about this is, we're saying Fabinho Matip. Matip's got to stay fit. Yeah. You know, he's still got a couple of weeks. There's all kinds of illnesses, and you know, he could have. You know, he could contract a bad case of the shits before then. I, I hope we're keeping him away from Genie Manaldum as far as possible, uh, as humanly possible, um, because Matip's injury record's not great. You know, same same with Dejan Lovren. This is a, I think it's a wider conversation, and it's certainly a conversation that Liverpool's recruitment team will be having. Is it's all well and good having four centre halves, but three of them are injury prone. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, so that's it. And obviously, we've got Van Dyke missing for this game. So you're talking about are you are you really talking about anybody other than one of the first 14, 15 names in that squad? I don't think you can look any further. Not, not against Bayern Munich. You're not putting Kiara Hover in against against Robert Lewandowski. It's just not. Yeah. No. And so then you're looking at worlds where you might have to put. Well, thing is, you say okay, you might have to put Jordan Henderson in there, but once again, there's a guy that you want at the heart of your midfield that you're taking out of midfield. Now, okay, so we could probably we could probably get away with it. I think we're we're we're, we're lucky, we're quite blessed with with you know just just good all round footballers, good all round athletes. You know, he wouldn't be putting James Milner in a centre half, but Henderson could do a job. I'm, I suspect if you really needed him to. But once again, you you leave and you, you you know you could leave yourself with a mountain to climb yeah. going the so away I, th- I think for me right I I play Lovren at 80% in this game and I think I think that's because Fabinho is so crucial to how the midfield plays yeah the, it's not to say that an 80% Lovren's better than 100% Fabinho at centre half yeah it's the Fabinho's better than the other options and he's yeah. really starting to come into his own in that midfield and I think he he would be a really important player in the middle of the park. And there's one of them with, with in this circumstance. You've obviously you've got to Lovren's got to get through the match. But if you told me you can use Lovren for this, but he might miss the next three, I I would take I would knowing that you know Van Dyke you know Van Dyke's coming back as it's only a suspension. I I might take that, mm. that take that gamble on that. But we'll obviously see when we get there a little bit closer to it. Um, on positive news and it's what's becoming a, a, the the weekly bounce of podcast positivity. Alex Oxley Chamberlain's done a first proper session with the team over in Marbella. Did you see the little video on on, on Twitter? So uh, Peter McDowell's interview him saying, "How are you doing?" He's saying, "I'm a bit stiff, laughing now. I'm fine." Yada yada yada. And then he just goes, "What? You have to watch the footage back because the shift I've put in there, you know, I'm still better than Andy Robertson." It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yes, oh, I love him, love Oxley Chamberlain so very very much. Yeah, he's going to be massive in the running for the end of this season, isn't he? I think, you know, it's a time of the season where it looks like Naby Keita's turned his form around as well. I'm sure we'll discuss him a little bit later. So to have somebody sort of breathing down his neck and, you know, you're looking at him and you're thinking, well, yeah, all right, he's done his first training session. He's actually close. I better get knuckled down and make yeah. sure that this spot's my own. But not only that, that comment, you know, talking about Andy Robertson the way that he did and stuff, that just tells you what type of a, 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 of a man he is around the squad. Yeah. And he's ju- he, he just comes across as one of those guys who will lift everybody's spirits. Well, remember the Coutinho post-match interview last season when he just basically, Coutinho was getting bullied into answering and he just stepped in and just basically palmed Jeff Shreves or whatever off. And, and, and yeah, he's got... That's he's captain got, like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he's a big He's a big character. He's a big personality. He's a big talent, and this is what I'm. I'm just crossing my fingers and toes because we don't know. And it, and it, 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 it's what I'm about to say. So I'll, I'll say it, and then I'll have to. If I caveat, I'll caveat it. It would be lovely to enter the final stretch of a season and have the more players available to us at the peak of their powers, as opposed to what normally happens is where it all falls to pieces and we we claw ourselves. I use the reference the end of the first race of in Disney, the first Disney Castle, and Lightning McQueen has to get his tongue out to get to the line to reach that. That's how Liverpool normally end seasons. It would be great to power over the finish line this mm. time, and if you can get Oxley Chamberlain available, if Naby Keita is starting to find form, Fabinho, all these lads, then that that would be. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, 
couple of not in Liverpool bits of news before we get back to Liverpool news. I just things I wanted to talk about. Um, Aaron Ramsey will reportedly earn four hundred thousand pounds a week. What is this world? I don't know. I said it to um, I said it to Neil Jones on the Newsroom podcast this week. I was like, whoever his agent is, get him short on Brexit out because mm. we'll get a good deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's absolutely ridiculous that someone like Harry Ramsey can get 400000 a week. And there was rumours, actually, that Liverpool were interested in him a, a couple yeah. of months ago when we pulled out, as did, I think, Manchester United were interested in him as well because of these wage demands. I mean, that's scandalous. And it has, to be fair, since been reported, and Neil told me this, that those figures are off. Yeah. That it's closer to two fifty a week. <laughs> right? <laughs> so quite some way off. Yeah. Still. 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 Ludicrous. Just crazy and he's is he past his best age wise I think so did okay. he ever fulfil his potential probably not well I mean it depends what you mean I think if, he, if, if it's a tough one because I think if you look at his if you look at the analytics you look at his goals goals return from <laughs> midfield fantastic he's a fantastic footballer and he has got an, an eye for goal so goal scoring centre mids are a very a very much a rarity and they are a premium and they, do, they should cost I always premium. felt there was Another level for him to hit because I I've always liked him as a player. Yeah. I think he's brilliant, and I, I, you know that goal returns incredible. But I always thought that he had the potential to be the best midfielder in the league. Mm. And now whether it's injuries or whatever, well, it's, it's injuries certainly, but also being at being at Menger's Arsenal in that time, you just have to see how much of a again just talked about him how much better Oxley Chamberlain looked like for being under a manager who knew how to get the knows how to get the best out of him. Makes a massive, makes a massive, massive difference in his. But his, you're right, is that I think the, pe- the people who are balking at that asking price, if he just, be, if he probably just kept himself on the pitch, or if maybe he'd gone, he'd been somewhere else. I don't think people would be questioning it so much because there's a lad who scores double. You know, when he gets the, when he plays the games to do it, he scores double figures goals every season. He's got that in his locker, so he should be. There should be no question marks about this. Look, Paul Pogba was go, you know, was, I, I, I'm, I'm pulling this out of, out of thin air, but I don't think Paul Pogba was, was ever has ever really got a, a consistently the level, you know, a really high goal return season on season. I mean, he's a, he's a better all round footballer, like, but you know that that that's what I'm kind of driving at is that maybe you've just go, well, yeah, great, and he and he scores all these goals, and they've just gone, they haven't just clicked over to the injuries tab on on Footy Manager. Oh, well, out for eight weeks with this, out for twelve weeks with this. How many games does this lad actually play? Oh, and, he, and someone's just gone, his goal per ninety record. <laughs> it's yeah. like he scores like four goals in every ninety minutes he completes. Unfortunately, it takes him like five games to complete ninety minutes. Um, but he's got five individual games. You they are an interesting club right now, though, aren't they? Because they're very it feels to me they win now and you know you get cycles on football teams and I'm not sure whether the manager will be there for much longer anyway I think you know he's had a good run at the Champions League he's got to the final a couple of times and you know he's not quite not quite got over the line with it obviously the signing of Ronaldo meant that they mean business I think the signing of Chan from us and then you look at Ramsey they're all of an age where you're starting to think you've got a small window to do something really special here. Yeah. It doesn't feel, and I don't know the depth of their squad, to be fair, it doesn't feel like the signings that I see them making is future planning. They just, they've always done this, haven't they? Think of, like, they're picking up the likes of Sammy Kadira mm. when he wasn't like the the you know the best and his legs have fell off big time as, uh, as well. So they're just, yeah, just getting good quality lads and they've got that appeal and they've obviously got the money to the money to spend what's the point of them building having a you know building for the next five years they're on top keep they, they and if you can afford if you can afford to keep spinning then yeah god fair. I mean like I said I don't 
no disrespect to Aaron Ramsey really I don't think anyone deserves the wages that he's that really been touted around for him I don't think you're right that he I don't think he's done enough in the last couple of seasons at least to earn that if you know if he was as you say look at like when Suarez moves to Barcelona or when Ronaldo moves to Real Madrid it's Bale moves to Real Madrid there's lads who just who's just done two two or three seasons as the best players in the league <laughs> and then gone gone to that no he's and to be fair to him, you know, the last couple of months he's been the best player in that Arsenal side, maybe bar Aubameyang. Um <laughs> But that Arsenal side aren't good. No, no they're not. <laughs> um, United got beaten by Paris Saint-Germain last night, Chris. Uh, we watched it in a bar in Manchester, off the back of it. Said, I, I couldn't recommend it highly enough, to be honest with you. Yeah, I it think, was great. You know, that's... See, seeing and the pain up close. Mm. Feeling there wasn't many. There was only, what was funny is there was literally one fellow he was in with his bed and he was kind of sat behind us and we were largely blocking his view of the screen, which was also funny. Um, and we all, we all like nine of us all went with the first goal and he goes, Oh, fuck off, celebrating. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the second went in yeah, and we celebrated uh, that. Absolutely, and quite rightly. Uh, Sadio Mane buzzed off it as well on Instagram, he apparently. Did. Good he old did. Sadio. You did. Are you a fan of this? No. no. <laughs> not with playing them in a week and a half no, time. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> thank you. Uh, on the subject of Sadio Mane, um, apparently he's encouraged Timo Werner to join Liverpool. Have you seen this? Yeah. Um, the quote is, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm so sceptical of anything that apparently is Sadio Mane of late, but there you go. He seems to have gotten, since, since he didn't speak about Liverpool's title race, and I've, I've never heard him speak about anything, he's done like, Three interviews since then, but anyway, he said uh, he spoke to Build and he said I'd advise him uh, to put, to join Liverpool. I like his style of play, very forceful, good finish, always giving it 100. If he wants to join us, we'd welcome him to our team. Uh, when it was clear that Naby would join us, I often watched Leipzig matches, but to be honest, it was dreadful for me at the start. Naby had quite a few red cards. I then asked Kevin Campbell. My friend from our time at RB uh, Salzburg. Why Naby always got sent off? He didn't know. Uh, Naby missed some important games that I could watch other players more closely. And Timo stood out. I love how that's... He just used this as an opportunity to absolutely troll Naby Keita for having a bit of a shit season. Fantastic. He's a good guy. He's our sad young man. And if those, quotes are good, if those quotes are true, then brilliant. Because that's what you want. You want your players encouraging other players to come in. And listen, if he didn't ask Kevin Campbell for his phone number as well, then, you know... He should have done, mm. you know, and, you know and, and why not? This has happened for years and years. Tapping up is done by players, and, yeah. and that's what you want, isn't it? And I think, you know, the more you can get a player's attention and think, oh, yeah, wow, they're talking about me now, and that's good. I, I, maybe I want to be in that part, part of that squad and stuff. And, and, and maybe and maybe Sadio just wants loads more strikers around him as well. Like, yeah. the more good players in the team, it seems to be better for him, doesn't it? He's doing well at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. I think we'd all be very happy with Timo Werner. So, yeah, please go and make that happen. Sadio um, watch the Reds transfer roundup show on the RedmenTV.com for more Liverpool news transfer stuff and the, a lot of the stuff that happens off the pitch Steve Horst done a wonderful job on there get mm. over it is free for the first month you can try it out um, every single week that show is there along with a clutch of other brilliant pieces of content including stats and tactics by the man the legend Mr Chris Pajak as well ok Bournemouth Chris a uh, final look back at, at this game Um we said it on the on the final word show, but just a, a massive sense of 
I said relief, and it, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it kind of was not relief for me because I, I never felt like Liverpool the wheels were going to fall off, and I, I never felt that drawing two games of football was really that bad a thing in in, in the wider in the wider scheme of things. But the performances weren't great in those games, so I can understand how uh, for some people. I said this at the time, could in their head extrapolate that out as Liverpool being on the way down as opposed to being a team that's just maybe having a bit of a stop, a stretch and before picking themselves up again. So to go out there to put in the performance that we did against Bournemouth in a game that 3-0 really flattered Bournemouth, I thought. Um, it's exactly what we all needed. It is, and it's it obviously, you know, I think a lot of people will look at it through the optics of how we're doing in the Premier League and stuff like that. I try to take a, a little bit of a different view since we've done the final word, and that is more like thinking about Bayern Munich game as well, because one of the things that we've done this season and not done very well is switch between formations. Mm. I think we've been fantastic in the 4-2-3-1 in the, in the earlier parts of the season, but when we utilise those 4-3-3s in the Champions League and in the big games, We've not quite hit it. Yeah. We've not done it in the same way that we were doing it last season. Well, the switching more, it, even whether it's for formation, and you're right because it, it is, it, it does largely line up. But switching from being a tide that dominates the ball to being a counter pressing side, we've we haven't been able to be. We haven't looked like the team of last season. Exactly. When I think we, there's times when we've tried to be, the and team we have, last we have tried to be that. And, and this was the first game that you think. Yes, mm. you all seem to be absolutely on it. Like, I wonder whether they have been working on it in training before this game. But you know, the level of importance of that of that result initially massive. But for Bayern Munich, I expect us to play exactly the same way. And for Manchester United, and for Bayern Munich again. Yeah. So to be able to get that, like you, you go into that formation, you put your front three up in those in, in those positions, and they perform. What confidence you've got for the next three massive games, and then you got the derby a little bit further down the way and stuff mm. like that. And that's brilliant. This, these lads will be feeding off that, and they'll be thinking about this while they're away, while they're in Marbella this week. They'll be talking about it, how good it was, and it'll, they'll be trying things in training, and it'll just everything just sort of escalates a little bit, doesn't it? And yeah. you relish in the next time you get to go and do that in front of another 50,000 people. Yeah, absolutely. And the, one of the really encouraging things, and it kind of ties into what I was saying earlier, see, having that stronger performance from Naby Keita mm. makes a big difference because, look, again, if you look, if we wanted to, to look at it, we say, well, it's only Bournemouth, isn't it? Yada, yada, yada. And then, oh, you can only play what's in front of you. Yada, yada. We're, we should be feeling the spirit of positivity and it bodes very, very well when a, a lad who, who's got obvious talent He's clearly got so many things going for him, and it hasn't quite clicked for him this time. And I'm not saying he's going to go on and be an absolute world beater from now, but it's about getting tunes out of your players. It's about having players who can contribute and, and contribute positively to the side, and not in like a, oh well, it'll be fine if we have to put Moreno in for a game or two, or it'll be fine if we have to put you know a, a, you know like like Matip, we're fine with Joel Matip in there. Naby Keita is a. But has been bought as a senior player. He's been bought to be one of the first names on the team sheet, and he hasn't been that yet. And he started to he started to edge into that uncomfortable territory of people just might not just might not like him. And he and his grace period was very quickly coming to an end. Now the Bournemouth performance, Chris, you know, as a as a significant hand, he's the guy before the guy, presumed for for two of the goals. Um, if he continue, even if he just plays at that level. We've got a fantastic asset, but realistically, the more he plays, he's, he's actually going to Yeah, I get think better. sometimes it's about feeling a part of the team, isn't it? And, and knowing that you've contributed 
to something, and and to this game, he'll know that he's contributed to a Liverpool victory there, and he can he can you can look at that around that dressing room with his head held high. Yeah. He's got that, you know. He plays that but that ball to Firmino. Yeah. I know there's tons still to do, yeah. but it's an incredible ball, and yeah. you know I think somebody mentioned it the other day about that goal gets replayed. He's a massive part in that, and now fans are seeing it. How many times have you watched it? Yeah, I've watched it like twenty five times, three times. I, right, I've watched it twenty five times or so, right, <laughs> and every time. <laughs> He's there, and you yeah. just feel positive about yeah. his performance just because of that. There's a recency bias. You forget the other ninety minutes; it doesn't matter. But he was good anyway. It's another thing that feeds into that notion, that, and and it's the it, it's never been more prevalent than it. It has been this season, but it's been building up towards this, and it's that have the, the, the toxic football banter kind of stuff. And there's just something too, and some people are more resistant to this. It's not something that asks me in the slightest, but there are people who, who Liverpool spent fifty million pounds on Naby Keita. And there's just something to having your fifty million pound player actually do a bit, yeah. and actually show a bit, and it makes your life a lot easier because you don't feel like because we do naturally want to defend everything Liverpool does. You know, if you're a diehard fan, you're a fanatic, you're a lunatic about your football club. You see everything in the in the bright. You put your red tinted glasses on, the red tinted contacts, red tinted irises. You know, you, the welder onto your face, and it helps. But, but when you start to go, Ooh, I'm not sure, about it. you start to hear the, the criticism. You don't want to be a fucking deluded dickhead who goes, no, no, he's great when he's not been great. If you start to play like this, it's it's now easier. I think I might have mentioned this on the final word show, which was great, by the way. Highly recommended on the website. You're able to link this performance back into the good start he had to the start of the season, and you and the more he does that, we'll gloss over the middle section of the season where a combination of injury and change of formation and what have you meant he wasn't great, and that's what again positive feeding all into this direction Liverpool being a much better uh, prospect between one of the things season. for me with Naby is and again it's something that Neil mentioned to me yesterday is that you know we forget sometimes that Alec, well we don't forget actually we talk about it all the time that Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain took a long time to get into this mm-hmm. side be- before he was ready what we do tend to forget is that Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain had been playing Premier League football for about eight years beforehand yeah. and even with all that eight years of Premier League football he still took time to adapt and Champions League football and Champions League football whereas Naby Keita is coming from a different league to a, a different country with a different language that he doesn't speak and has taken time to adapt shock yeah. Shock horror. Well, can I, all, all spot on. Can I add to it though? Oxley Chamberlain joined the Liverpool side to finish fourth the season before. Just I was having their first season back in the cha- back in the Champions League for what three or four years prior to that, and then it was a nice thing. You know, we, we, getting into Liverpool's team was easier to do last year mm. than it is to get in. Liverpool, this is the side that got to the Champions League final. Naby Keita is getting, you know, it's like, if, and we're not, we, you know, we're not quite at Real Madrid's level. Maybe we are now, but you know, we, we certainly were. You said you, you you've been bought by the Champions League finalists, you know, but by the grace of God, we would have been Champions League winners. Try again, it's saying that you've got to break into Real Madrid's midfield. That's a tough, it's a much harder thing to do than it is to break into the Europa League Liverpool's midfield, or it is to break into a Liverpool midfield at any point prior to that. Um, so that, that that's that's what you mean. It, you know, maybe why it has taken a little bit longer. It's taken a bit slow to adapt. And you're right. All those all those other issues. And what's good is the, the issues at the language thing. It's it's harder to take umbrage with them when he's just performing on the pitch. Whereas when he's not performing, it's easy to pull up all these little things and say, oh, well, should he should be more fluent in the language and he should be this and he should be that. Oh, when he gets fifty million pounds, he goes, how much money is he on? Whereas. We just all we want as fans, we just want to see lads caught on the pitch and, and, and be good at footy. Um, and you know, 
once we get to the point where those lads are at that point, then it doesn't matter all the stuff that went before it. The only the important thing is they get there. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of Klopp, and that's why I think he's the perfect fit and the perfect manager. Once again, yet another example of it is that if we do get the best of Naby Keita, or we start to see better from Naby Keita between now and the end of the season, then that's a, a yet another tick in the Jürgen Klopp masterstroke box because great you know it's 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 a cliche but it's like having an people complain it no but people complain that we didn't buy anyone in january well you know if we you know Naby Keita was largely forgettable for the first half of the season he didn't have a particularly tangible impact other than minutes on the minutes on the pitch kind of thing if he starts to come good from february onwards well then that that's that's what we've done there you know it shows it also shows there was no point in buying anyone in january because Probably wouldn't have seen them do anything until fucking August anyway. Yeah, and then you got Alex coming back as well. Brilliant, absolutely yeah. super. I just, love, I just, I can't. I just cross some fingers and toes. And obviously, people can get injured along the way, and I, you know, just to clarify, the jinxes don't exist. So I'm going to say these things. But you know, you want obviously you want you need we need the key guys in the squad to stay fit. The ones who've been fit so far, stay fit. We need them to stay fit absolutely. But as I was saying earlier, we're in a world now where. You know, Adam Lallana's got a, Adam Lallana's up, getting up to speed, and that's he's a fine bench player to have. Jane Jakiri up and running, he's having a little dip, but he's due to have a little bit of a resurgence in his in his form again. Naby Keita's finding form. Oxley Chamberlain's about to, you know, it's just starting to come back to full training. Fabinho's found his feet. Jordan Henderson's having probably his best spell in the, in the Liverpool side it seems to be more more Jordan Henderson and like. might be the best midfielder in the league <laughs> and Alton's absolutely class you know we're getting a shoot like Joel, Joel Matip's not amazing not the, a world class centre half but he's putting in putting in good shit Trent we're about to get our right back. back yeah exactly all these things we're entering a stretch of the season now where it's meant again it's, it's going to get hard it's going to get gruelling with a couple of players back to fitness away from being a, the strongest we've ever been in at this stage of the season which again is a very very exciting thing indeed um, Chris you spoke to you've mentioned it a couple of times mm. so let's give it a proper plug um, Chris sat down with Neil Jones from Goal.com for the Newsroom podcast this week uh, a fantastic effort once again here's a little clip you mentioned his name briefly there Naby Keita yeah um, what did you make of his performance? Yeah, probably his best. Probably his best for Liverpool. Um, you know, you compare that with probably the West Ham game, first game, and then Burnley away, which was a bit more of a dog of a game anyway. So, you know, he impressed in that game, doing different things to what he did um, on Sunday, Saturday. But I, it's always nice, I think, when a player's performance gets decorated with something. And you know, it's not just yeah, he had a good game there. It's, it's, he had a good game, and that pass he played for the third goal. You know that that. I think that always helps a perception of a player. And Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Listen, you know, there's a lot of people who will get very angry if you, if you criticise a player like Cater because, obviously, they've waited for years for, for midfielders to come in and, and you know, big-name signings and things. But... Listen, it's fair. He's fifty-two million pound player, Navi Keita, and, and until probably the last couple of weeks, he a hasn't had a run of games, and b he hasn't had a run of performances. But you no, know, you you can't. There's a reason he's not been getting games. You know, if he, if he was if he was outstanding every single day in training and outstanding, you know, the obvious option, he'd have been playing all these games. He hasn't been because. For whatever reason, it hasn't happened for him when he has had chances, and other players have played well in 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 his absence. Fabinho being one, Henderson being one, Genie one, Alden. So it's it surprised me a little bit how long it's taken for him to really settle into the team because I think the idea was really that it would be Fabinho who'd take the time and and Kate would be ready to hit the ground running. And Jürgen said that himself really during the summer. Yes, Chris Neil Jones, fantastic guest as always. Yeah, it was boss mate. Yeah, um, so it's the second time I've done the newsroom with Neil. It's always fascinating getting like a journalist point of view because obviously Neil was at the Echo for a long time and now he's he's actually took over Melissa Reddy's role at goal when she moved on and stuff. And it it's good. I, I like I like speaking to these people every single week. You know from outside our circle as it were because I think it just opens your eyes to different viewpoints it's always good talking to somebody else like me and you have very similar views on football we differ on a, a, on occasion and stuff but generally speaking we see the game the same way yeah. uh, and it's nice to see a journalist perspective on things it as shows well shows a difference doesn't it because everyone can be a, everyone can be a writer these days because you can just start a web page up and do it. look how we got where we are you know what I mean we just kind of we like we were, I was a production geek and we we, we we like talking about footy with our mates, so we put ourselves in front of it, and now we're we've got a platform. There's a there's a, a tangible difference between professional journalists and people who are not professional journalists. They're able to be aspired to, and as you say, it's incredibly informative because when when people like that speak, you know it's th- it's thought through, it's considered, it's educated, and it's often sourced, which is a thing that most people on the internet miss. Double sourced. Um, so yeah, I, I always ask them about the transfers and stuff, and and they're always like, "Where did it come from?" Like Calcio Mercato, Neil, and he's like, "Yeah." Prob-. I said, "We we contacting your contact at the club about that one." He's like, 
Not for Calcio Mercato, no. That's <laughs> sad. Um, so just a quick run through, what, what were the topics that you discussed? Oh, there was loads, mate. It's, it's so difficult to remember when I've had about 20 points between then and now. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, look, the uh, we'll it put was a, them cocktails, man. We'll put a link to that in the uh, in the description. We'll put it in the in the in the post on the website as well, um, so you can get through it. Have a little click, and I'm sure the agenda for it will be in in, in the yeah. post as well, so you can have a, have a look at all that. But yeah, get on that. Uh, as I say, and as I will always say, we do phenomenal content over on the RedmenTV.com. We've got the YouTube stuff. If that's fine for you, that's fine for you. But if you need more and better, you know, higher production values, more in-depth, more chats, um, then you can get over there. As I say, it's completely free for the first month. Go and have a look around. Try it on. Walk around in it a bit and see how it fits. And uh, if you enjoy it, then it's £5 a month thereafter, which is uh, when you consider... What are we selling on that website, Paul? Clothes? Yeah. Oh, cool. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a look. It's a vibe. Okay. It's a feel. It's an aroma. It's, it's no, it's not. It's literally videos and podcasts. <laughs> um, but you can carry them around in your on your phone on your person. So try that out in your life, whether you're sitting on the couch or whether you're sat at your desktop or you're on a bus uh, listening to us, trying to keep your ears. travelers' marrow down. Traveller's Marrow, it's a thing, Paul. Is it an erection? Yeah. Brilliant. Right, we'll move on. Um, Don't you want to talk about Traveller's Marrow? www.theredmentv.com uh, Man City Spurs, let's have a little talk about where, where, where we're Tom at. Tom knows. I bet he does. Is that, when the, <laughs> is that when the bus kind of like lingers at the lights? It's that, and, and your mind's just... And then all of a sudden... Dun, dun, Hello. Dun. Hello, mate. Hello. Uh. Shit, it's my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit on here for another couple, you're fine. Fantastic. Don't ring the bell for that one. Also, why I don't get the bus. Brilliant. Not a particular school time. <laughs> um, City and Spurs, Chris. Um, City and Spurs. City and Spurs. Spurs keep winning. I thought Spurs... And, and, and I, I still contend that the, 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 both fifty and Spurs. I think will, I think they're going to have a little. They will have some struggles in the, in the last couple of weeks of the season. But massive credit to Tottenham. Like considering all the Pochettino to Man United stuff that you know everyone's forgotten about that all of a sudden. You know, like it was nailed on easily. Even Spurs, they've got all this turmoil. What's going to happen at the end of the season? You know, there's still the pressure on them to to to, to deliver silverware, etc., etc. More from outside the club, I think, than than inside. Um, and then Harry Kane got a big injury and everyone went, yeah, well, that's Spurs, fuck, because they're a one-man team. And they've been playing Fernando Llorente up front, who is a, basically a, a statue with some points of articulation. I mean, I don't think they've been playing him up front in the Premier League, have they? I mean... I, I mean, he, he scored that Augie in the cup competition, didn't he, he? He was playing at the weekend, so, you know, I mean, whether was they were using him off the bench, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the only player I noticed up front was Son, yeah. to be honest with you. He's the guy that makes them tick right now. Him and Eriksen, if those two go, yeah, you're going to struggle. But I think Kane's adapted his game to play with Son a little bit more mm-hmm. this season and stuff, so it's not just it's not just as so- solely on Kane's shoulders and stuff. And They're a good side, they've got good players all over the pitch, they've got mm-hmm. good defenders, they've got three or four really good centre-halves, you know, the left-back's really good, they've got good... Eriksen's one of the most good, creative players. They've got players. two good full-backs on either side, haven't you? They've got three or four, three or four good centre-halves, the keeper's fine. That Davis and Sanchez is brilliantly yeah. absolutely superb as a centre half and Son, Son for me is you know if I could 
handpick anybody from the Premier League. He'd be up there in the mm. top three picks from any player in the Premier League. To be honest with you, I'd probably pick him over Kane if I'm honest with you. I, I rate him that highly. Like. Yeah, I think I think I think yeah, Harry Kane is a builder, a builder side around kind of player. His son's so good that he, he would he would fit splendidly into into a Liverpool. Well, I, listen, you know, I'm not often right on football and stuff, but I said Spurs would be there. I said it from 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 day one this season. And I I was looking forward to seeing how they do with no signings because just because you just because you're doing something different to everybody else doesn't mean you're wrong. It never has done and it never will do. Now you can be wrong, but that's yeah. not the reason. Just because yeah. you're doing something different, the fact is he put his arms around that squad of players and gone. Listen, we weren't quite good enough last season, but I trust each and every one of you. Yeah. And whether that's true, whether they tried to sign players or not, yeah. that won't be the message. That he'll no. be telling the lads in the in the dressing room. And why would you? Exactly, yeah. because you can. You've got something there. You've got a side who's used to playing with each other, who know each other inside out. You don't have any of the teething problems of trying to get a Fabinho into your side or a Naby Keita into your side. They're just there. They know what they're doing from day one, and that was massively important coming back off the World Cup. Yeah. That was the thing that, if anything was going to slow them down, that would be the thing. You know, when we get into this business end of the season, are we going to see it then? Yeah. But whether they sign players or not. I'll tell you what, Paul, they'd sign players who go to the World Cup anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're all in the same boat. They're not looking for non-internationals. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're a good side. They want good players. And the players that they would have signed would have gone to the World Cup anyway. It's just having more of them, you would have been yeah, able to rotate it. a little and, bit more. And they're in a similar position to us. In which is, which it's easy to forget. They're a couple, like a year or so, a year or two years maybe, developmentally, ahead of Liverpool because they've had Pochettino a bit longer than Klopp. It's been something they've been building, they were building up towards. That we're ahead, you know, we've had to spend... To get to to get ahead to get ourselves to that to that position and they're not they're just not in the position financially to com- to compete in the same way, particularly uh, definitely now with the with the, with the stadium stuff sorted. But they've got in similar to Liverpool, they have got a young squad. There's not loads of lads there who are who, who are about to melt. They're about to they're about to fall apart. They've got experience where they need it. They've got they've got energy where they need. It. They've got pace where they need it. And you're right that and it's, it wouldn't shock. As mentioned elsewhere, I think we mentioned this on the red on the red uh, news roundup this week. You know, and it's been mooted by Paul Joyce already. Liverpool are going to go mad in the summer because they're, they're almost well. They made the Champions League final last year. It'll, we'll know a bit clearer in the next few weeks if Liverpool can get past Bayern. They can get to the quarter semis and we can run the Premier League deep into the last couple of games of the season at worst. Then what more is there really? You don't need too much more than that. You might need to freshen things up a little bit, and just some lads might want to move on, and you might you might need to make changes in that regard. But you're not making wholesale changes. You don't need to go and throw two hundred million pounds no. at the problem anymore because the problem we fixed the, the problems are largely fixed. Look at the contract lengths of everybody. You know they're all on five year deals. We've got them here for a few years, and the, you wouldn't tie them all down if you didn't want to use them all. Yeah. You know, for us next season's about probably adding a little bit of depth to the squad, and I think there's players like Sturridge and Origi that will probably go. We'll need to bring in a couple of players there. I think you'll probably need to. You'll probably lose Moreno. You'll probably bring a player in there. You'll probably lose a centre half, maybe two. 
you need to probably bring a couple in there. But it's ins and outs. It's not adding to anymore. Yeah. You know, it's replacing what your squad players are with better versions of them yeah. and making sure that you keep that fluidity, you keep that side together, and they'll continue to grow. You know, we, we you mentioned it earlier on the podcast that you know, like a new signing, Alexandre Chamberlain will be like a new signing. Yeah. You know, Naby Keita is like a new signing right now for mm. us, and you know, next season they'll be fully integrated. Hopefully, yeah. if everything's right with Alexandre Chamberlain, he's back into the side. There's options for us. You yeah. know, every single game you've and probably got six midfielders going for three spots. And we again, it was a really interesting discussion on on the, again on the Red Seas Roundup. There's lads we're going to promote as well this mm. summer, and and Brian Bruce is going to come in in the summer. And he's going to come in as a new player, but not a not a player who's not integrated. He's going to come in as, as a he's already been a member of the first group squad. He's over in training with them in, in Marbella now. He's been at Melwood doing his rehabilitation. He's been there the whole time. We're by we are effectively buying a hot young talent this summer to go into our squad who we bought. We've already it's all bought and paid for. It's all it's all been sorted, and it's not even like bringing a Rigi in after a year or catering after a year. He's there. Everyone knows him. Everyone loves him. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's they're the things that the the intangibles, the things that we don't really we often think about. And again, we've got, Spurs have we've got great... another probably thirty goals coming in for Barry Wilson as well. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And just just ridiculous. Just he's probably just going to score corners for us all yeah, the time. Ryan Kent coming back. Not so much. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, actually, I think we're doing the right things. I think Spurs are very much doing the right things. Um, City pulled Chelsea's pants down. City doing the right things. Chelsea very much not. Um, Chelsea stuff's mad at the moment, isn't it? Like, I can't. I can't stand. It. I can't stand that football club, and I can't stand. I. I don't want. I don't like this. The, the tar of that whole fan base with one brush, but largely because I don't mind some Chelsea fans. Rory from CFC Fans TV. He's a good friend of ours. I really like him, but he's got the, the same attitude. I've seen him going, as as he like as he been sacked yet. You know, like, he used some name which I didn't know, I didn't understand. It might have been in joke or whatever. But that attitude, they are conditioned for this attitude of sacking your manager all the time. Sarri's a boss manager. He's a boss fella. Their players are knobheads, and that that is that you reap what you sow, and they've this is it, and the. the, the they just need to get a new. They need to sack him. They need to get a manager in, and that manager needs to not win the league. Mm. <laughs> and then the next manager needs to not win the league, and the next manager needs to not win the league after that. And maybe they'll get the idea that you need to stop being fucking gobshites and get players who actually want to give their all for your team. Yeah, listen, you know, I can understand why they why they think that way, and you know, it's not just it's not just Rory. There's, I've seen loads of it on Twitter about this Saxari and all this type of shite, and that's fair enough. I, I understand why they are the way that they are because. It's worked, yeah. to be honest with you. And, you know, they've seen the, you know, that ruthlessness that Abramovich has got where he just goes, no, next up, no, next up, no, next up. They had a fucking World Cup winner manager in Scalari there mm. who didn't get didn't get an opportunity to do get something. A full season. No, exactly, you know, and they're, they're surprised. No, are they, do they want to change? Yes, of course, because they've seen them have success. Now, what I think is it's unsustainable success. And you might say, Chris, you're wrong there because they've done it for the last 15 years. And I go, yeah, you know what, fair enough. You've sustained it for a, for a amount of time, but now you've run out of top managers. You've literally ran out of top managers. Nobody's wanting to go there. As much as I respect Sari and his brand of football, has he ever won a fucking trophy? You know that's not something that a Chelsea man, a, the Chelsea managers of the last ten years haven't been brought in on the back of a couple of good seasons. With hey, Sari, the last boss came in with the UEFA, with the, the the Europa League, didn't he? You know, he, he, that, you're dead, you're dead right in that regard. It's. 
if you're going to do something, bring you're in Ancelotti, try. one of the most successful managers of all time. Jose Mourinho, who's just won European Cup with Porto. Hiddink, you know, these guys have all won stuff. Sarri hadn't, yeah. and it's quite with strange. the exception of Roberto Di Matteo, but uh, albeit on a on a caretaker basis. Even Benitez, you know, obviously won stuff with us and stuff, and so it it feels to me like this is the end of that Chelsea, and this this is be a big important time for Chelsea because if they make the wrong decision here I think the ramifications will be felt for a few years now I personally believe that they should give Sarri time mm. I think he's been quite stubborn I don't think he's been quite backed in the way that Chelsea fans would expect him to have been backed yeah. although they did get him Higuain in, in the January transfer window uh, they did get him Jorginho some of the stuff that he's doing I, I think they. I think what they are looking for Chelsea fans is for him to be a little bit more malleable with the tactics. Yeah. I think he's very set in his ways. Well, but I also think fucks him, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's such an easy well, spot. You have to be set in your ways when you're implementing a system. Yeah. You can't. You 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 go into to a football club and go. This is the way we play. The first sign of danger because they were they were unbeaten for twenty games odd. Yeah. When he, you know what I mean. Yeah. There was three of us at the top of the league, and, and you can't just go fuck. Let's play four four two and lump the ball long. Yeah. Because what does that do? Well, yeah, yeah, he said nothing. it, didn't he, ahead of the Champions League final? He said, are you making any special preparations for Ren? He said, what am I going to do? I haven't played all season. Am I going to walk in and they on even the biggest game of the club in the club's recent history and say, right, lads, we're changing it all because I'm dead scared of this. What, is that, what message that, does that send you dead? Right, you've got, to, you've got to stick to your guns to some extent. But the problem is, of course, you've got a lot of, like, talk sports, got a lot of, like, ex-Chelsea. You've got Jason fucking Cundy and all that, like, you know, having it, weighing in his opinion and all this shit. And it's and it, it, it is just... From the outside in, when you don't watch a football club week in, week out, and of course, you know, the people who do watch it week, out, week in, week out, what the people who want Sally gone, so and they're, that's, that's fine. The Kante thing, everyone knows he's the best six in the league. And he's not playing in that position, so it's it's too easy for everyone who doesn't really give a fuck or really know too much about Chelsea to jump on the to jump on the bandwagon and jump on Sari's back in that regard. But you might they're so used to that notion of. They have a, they win the they win the league. The they next season it falls yeah. apart. They sack him. They bring someone else in. They win the league. Then he's shit, and so and so on and so on and so on. Largely, that I think they just this was the year they were meant to, to do it. And the problem is, you're right with Sarri's coming in, Sarri ball and all this. It's like he's walked in. It's it's there's an episode of the American Office where it's Halloween. It's a Halloween episode, and it's only that the it's only this thing at the start, and everyone comes in as the Joker from from. On the dark night, and it's like he's come in and gone. Oh, I've got these revolutionary tactics. It's a passing, it's a bit of counter pressing, and it's doing all this. And he's gone. Everyone does that here. Oh God, um, right. This is there's nothing particularly special about this, is there? So, he, he, but he when needs- he was winning games at the start of the season, he was telling us in his press conferences, "We're not good enough yet." Hmm. Where you know they were unbeaten, and everyone thought he was blagging. Yeah. He was clearly could just see that they weren't doing the things that he wanted them yeah, to do. And he said as well, you know, he wasn't making doing anything radical because there was no point because it was going to take time to get to get it over. You can't you can't come in and to completely fundamentally change the identity can, of the club. I, can I cash your mind back a, a couple of years to Guardiola's first full season hmm. and? You know, there was rumblings then that Guardiola's style of play will not work in the Premier League during that first season with Manchester Fraudiola. City. Fraudiola, yeah. You know what I mean? And let's be honest, they, they, they didn't sack him. 
They stuck with it. He didn't change his principles because no. he believed in them. He got, and they racked up 100 points last season. He got better players to fit the fit, the better fit what he wanted to do. And he bought, he boosted out a load of the ones. The uproar when he got got rid of Joe Hart. Yeah, Joe Hart, shit, <laughs> he's fucking shit. Um, he's fine. Um, but no, that's the thing with Sari is that and, and will Sari be able to do that at well, Chelsea? We'll see it all over though, Chris. And that's why I'm so I was so blessed with Jurgen Klopp, and it was why why get but getting someone in who's got that big reputation that you like. Well, there's no one better. So if this guy can't do it, then no one can do it. Basically, we might as well all pack up and go home. Um, so there is the degree of that with with, with Sari, but he. It takes it takes time. He's got to come in and give, give him a, give him a few give him a couple of seasons. Give him another transfer window for God's sake. Everton do this. Everton, are, you know, Marco Silva might be the answer for Everton. He might actually be the perfect fit for them. He might be a great manager. They're not going to give him the time to become no, their manager because that's and what they've become. They all hate Cumin. I'm, I still didn't contend. He, it didn't he they get fifth with them? They had no interest in hearing me say this, and they never will entertain it now because it's gone and the the, the, the narrative's now written in stone. If they given they gave Cumin a load of money and they didn't have the right they didn't have the right transfer policy, but they bought some decent players, but it didn't fit a coherent mould of what they were going to do. But that because it might take three windows to do that, like you couldn't you wouldn't judge Jurgen Klopp on his signings for the first two the first two seasons. It's only come together now that he's finally added two or three, four, five, and six yeah, exactly. to that to yeah. make his team. I think you know the Everton one's interesting. Who was the who was the director of football before last? It was it's um, Brands now, is it? Yeah. Oh God, it's it's Kevin, Walsh, Steve Walsh. Walsh. Steve Walsh. So then Walsh comes in. He does something. They sack the manager. They sack him. Brands come in. He tries to fix Walsh's mess. They sack the manager. They bring another manager in. At what point do Everton fans look across look across the park and go? Kind of got to do it their way. Mm. It's the only way that we're going to be able to do this. Nobody it's going to take time. To, yeah. It's going to be. You're nobody wants to hear. Patience. Nobody wants to hear when you're already miles behind in a race that you've got to stop and take time rebuild. Like you know, like you get you've got to rebuild your car. You got hot. You know, you want to get to get back to the race. No, you got to stop. And we've got to take. We've got to pull it all apart, and we've got to start again. It's like, but they get. They're already ahead of us. Well, you know, if you ever want a chance of getting up there. Then you've what you've got to do is you've got to you've got to go. Well, we're not going to catch them for three or four years, five years. But what we're building another twenty when that when that starts to dip, we're we're going to catch them at that point, and then and we're hopefully if you know if they turn it around, they could come up. But that's when we're going to go neck and neck with them. But it might take five. But unfortunately, it's where we're at. And we we're very we we Liverpool were as close to the brink of us no never being able to truly get behind a football club again. Because it's been so long since we've won a league title, and we've had our heart broken too many times. And you can see we've had those moments under Jurgen Klopp, where, and, and it happened last week, Chris, mm. where it, collectively people's heads fell off over fucking absolutely nothing because we are so mentally fragile by all these things. And that Chelsea, Chelsea have got it, but they've got it, haven't been successful with it. Everton are doing it, haven't been an absolute fucking shambles for twenty years. You know, so much so that they deify David Moyes. When yeah, and look, I don't want to totally knock the job he did, but I also he was very good at managing, you know, the expectations and very good at spinning the narrative of what a great job he did as well. I and, thought you know, he did, to be fair. You know, but it's that whole did really good with the resources he had. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, fine. Don't think fine. he would have done better with more resources. Didn't think he was the type of manager. Exactly. Yeah, um, and and all these things, and it's all it's all a symptom of the way the the, the way that the modern footy is, and that's why bringing it back to Liverpool. But then it's it's how things are like 
talked about in the media and stuff. I saw something the other day, and I don't know whether it's true, but over the last few years, I can't remember the time frame, I'm sorry, but Rafa Benitez has spent as much money as Mauricio Pochettino, or like 10 million less or something mm-hmm. like that. And you're like, fucking hell, and Rafa's moaning about money and stuff. Well, first of all, the last signing hasn't, he hadn't even played a game when I'd looked at this and he was, a, he was their record signing ever. But actually, if you look at it, I think Newcastle in the I think it's twelve years maybe now that um, Ashley Ashley's been there. They've averaged like three million net spend the season yeah. or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like how are you looking at it? How are you viewing this? And, yeah, you know, it, and, and how are fans viewing it? Because they being told the whole picture, they're looking it out themselves. It's why Paul the Paul top why. Tompkins Times is an absolute essential for me. Like you know, I, I happily pay my subscription fee for that because Paul's an absolute, an absolute genius. And when he talks about the, you know the, the football price index and, and you know that because people do this, people arbitrarily draw lines under things and say, well, look what he spent. Well, there's a massive difference because Rafa Benitez could spend the same amount of money as Guardiola from now. And, it, and in five years' time, everyone goes, well, Rafa spent the same amount of money as Pep Guardiola. Yeah, but fucking Pep Guardiola has a squad, has a squad of title billion. winners. Exa- exactly. And that always gets forgotten. And it happens with the Jürgen Klopp thing. Look at what Jürgen Klopp's done. Look at what Jürgen Klopp had compared to what Man City had. Compared to... We we were behind when Jurgen Klopp joined that that joined the club. We were behind Man United. We were behind, I mean, Man United were having a bit of a wobble, obviously, in the Moyes thing, but largely... City, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, and then you know fucking you know throw Leicester in periodically. We were miles behind all of our all of our all of our rivals in that. So we've we've had to we've had to spend to catch up just to catch up, and we've managed through through brilliant management and, and being being intelligent and, by, and doing the right doing the right things. We're, we're punching above our punching above our weight as well. Like so, yeah, it's it, yeah. There's, it, there's a load of bullshit football stories and ways of talking about things, and they're just there to serve a whatever negative purpose they're looking to serve on the day. And that's why I think the beauty of you know it's good to get get your get your news about your football club from your own club biased media, as far as I'm concerned. Like because no, because what you, know, you might you might as well. Because no one else, no one from outside is going to tell you anything that's going to make you feel better. No one gives a fuck about. But what happens? Happening. What happens when your club biased media are wrong? And they, they, listen, we can be wrong, and you know, I think you know, CFC fans channel or whatever they're called are wrong in this instance. Mm. You know, as much as I respect Rory, as much as I like Rory, I think. But then, you know, are we? Are, but then, equally, are we not just a reflection of our fan bases a lot of the time? Yeah, anyway? yeah, I think. But that's good. I think. But what I mean, but what? Yeah, I think there's good examples of, exa- of it and bad examples of it, and it's how you, how you choose to how you choose to do it. Of course, because would we say Arsenal fan TV is a fair reflection of Arsenal fans across the board? Probably yes, because there's loads more people that get interviewed on that than actually people even give a fuck about. But people people judge it from from one end. I think provided you're largely level-headed and you love the and you love the club, I think that's the that's the if you've got a willingness to find the to to look at it from all angles, that's the difference. And when I say so, when I say club bias, I don't mean blinkered. I mean people who actually give a fuck about all aspects of the football club is 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 the way to is the way to do it because there is no there is no agenda there. There is no narrative to try and make something fit. It's like we look when it's shit, we go well, it's shit. We can you can you can see it shit, and when it's good, you can see it's good. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we're just maybe it's just because Scousers are just the best human beings. I think that's probably. I think, I think, I think we've, we've just solved the world. Um, <laughs> Swift, uh, just that. 
um, a, t- a team of Robertsons or a team of Carragher's Robertsons I agree and um, sorry Jamie he doesn't watch this um, but we like Jamie Carragher and I, 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 I think a team I, I, you know a, a team of both would be we would brutalise so many opponents um, I just think Robertson for the you know for the attacking yeah. side of things mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think I'm I don't think I remember Jamie being very good going forwards well he's Started life, didn't he? Bless him. As a, as a striker, as a striker. Um, no, I, 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 right here, right now, I see Robertson. The, the, the energy that that man possesses, I, I would. It would be so enjoyable. It would be a joy. They'd probably get battered everywhere because he can't score to save his fucking life. Bless him, can he? But then again, not like Carragher was particularly prolific in, in, in opposition nets. Um, so yeah, no, I, I would go. I would go with the Robertson thing. Uh, Matthew Feeks. Uh, pick two ex-players to bare-knuckle fight each other and who would win. Hint, it can be two bellends like you versus Markovic. You might almost have won his own question there. Uh, he has not. Mine is so much better. Go for it. Jan Collar versus Pep Guardiola. Oh, wow. Just so Pep gets his absolute, absolute head kick. Absolute head kick. Liverpool in. roll to the Premier League title for the next <laughs> five years. Thank you very much. Jan Collar is like... He's like two metres tall or something, is he's ridiculous. Absolutely massive. Looks like he was born in a fight, never mind in a woman. Yeah. And then just <laughs> pounding the shit out of Pep Guardiola, who like, can't do anything. He, his, his mother was in a scrap when he was birthed, <laughs> and he got out and landed on his two feet and just started throwing <laughs> that massive noggin onto people left, right, and centre. I uh, Pep ain't got a chance. I went, I went, I went into Liverpool for this, and I went. Martin Skirtle versus Sotiris Kyriakos. Do you think would win that? I, mean, I Kyriakos? have no idea, honestly, because I, 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 both at the peak of their fitness, are probably not Kyriakos, Liverpool's Kyriakos, maybe a couple of years younger, just to give them a bit more of an advantage. But just for the pure spectacle of it, the, the, I think they both die, if I'm honest. I, I just think it would be, there's a great... There's what a, type of, like, let's say they're in wrestling costumes. What type of costume do you think they'd wear? Under the giant style, both of baby them. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some. I can't the, imagine some. Yeah, I can't imagine Skittle wearing that. No, I think they, you know actually, they put, they're both just the undies, aren't they? Like, you think? You know I, mean? I don't With think the big they're boots. too big. They're too big. You can't be like a heavyweight and wear the long, the long kicks. You've got to go for the, the ballies, haven't you? Like, so I think they probably would. They probably would do that. Like, <laughs> and um, no, I, 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 they would. They would just be brutal. There's a, finishes. There's a. I just. It would just be punches, Chris. It would just be slobber knocker punches. They wouldn't have special moves. They I, would just... I feel like Skirtle would like the clothesline from hell. Yeah, I think they both, they both, both whatever the bit, a big physical hay, hay, the haymaker. Is Kiriakos one of those ones with the with the wet, sweaty air? They bite, yeah, they bite and all kinds. Like, and I, I think there's any so... eye patches afterwards. <laughs> To each, <laughs> um, the, um, but that's what I think they would be. They would be the kind of lads who would have flesh under the fingernails by the end of it, and every be gouges, and it'd be it would be un- painful and uncomfortable to watch because you just watch two men dying in front of your very eyes, and it would be so. There's a why did you want to pick these two to die? Because it just, I, I just thought, yeah, you know, I like the expression irresistible force versus the immovable object. That just them smashing it in. And I've got no great uh, feeling about either of them, to be perfectly <laughs> so honest. Like, you know, genuinely. T- too big a loss. Too big, brutal footballers that play for Liverpool that wouldn't brutal, be a great loss. Brutal, I'm not seeing it. We used to, used to say eight nails. 
That was all Skittle was. We also was, didn't believe it for yeah, a second. All Skittle was was running around and, and fucking kicking people like just slightly. He had no finesse. He had not. He was a bit. He just used to head the ball and slidey people, and that was literally Martin Skittle's career in a nutshell. Um, he thought he was more than that. He very much was. Brendan Rodgers dared to think he was more than that. Brendan wrong. Um, there's a there's a the Superman the death of Superman storyline. And it's Superman versus Doomsday, mm. and they have a fight across the country. I've read it. Yeah, they have a fight across the country, and they just beat each other to death. And it ends on one punch where they both just throw it all into one last punch, and they kill each other. And that's what would happen with with, with Martin Scale and Satyrus Kiriakos. Um, so that is that. Thank you very much for your questions. We've got loads more coming up on the on the bonus Q and A for the subscribers on the website. Um, including the thought of. Why don't adults get to lead the teams out instead of kids? Um, if we had to support a second team from each of the other top five leagues, who would we choose? Um, we have to play one player for 45 minutes plus every single game until the end of the season from Mignolet, Moreno, Hoover, Woodburn or Origi. <laughs> There's a load of new football rules. Which three local players we would choose to rob a bank? Um, so we're going to talk about the Rodri Giggs Paddy Power advert and a whole host more as well. So get over to redmentv.com, sign up for that. For more of this, um, yeah, it, it's always a good laugh. And this, the, that will be the this will be the 28th of that. So there's a whole back catalogue of them if you want to go back to them, see if your questions ever made it in the past. Uh, other than that, thank you very much, Chris. You can go. Thank you very much, Tom. Um, dynamite work. Now that we're out of the maze. Um, just once again, just to clarify, how one many crystal. One crystal, one crystal, no, no crystals. crystals. Um, thanks for watching. Did subscribe. he? We played killer as well afterwards he with it, like a full either. nine. Didn't win killer we either. Four games at killer and the R- self self crowned RMTV world champion at, at pool didn't win any of the killer. Either. No. I think I won two of the four. Yep, unlucky, Tom. Loser. <laughs> no, Tom no right to reply. It's loser. much better that way. Tom, loser. In fact, if all, anyone who still listens to this podcast can tweet Black T Tom and just say, loser. Fucking loser. Uh, that'd be amazing. Uh, right, see you all on the bonus QA. Walk on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.